So we tried this the first time around mm. and um, it didn't work well. Well, it worked well, but um, technically we had a few issues. Mm. So we wanted to run it back. And um, today I am privileged again to be joined by Mr. Jonathan Reed and Mr. Austin Okolo. I'm gonna let them introduce themselves, uh, who they are. Um, but in today's episode of UKBF Talks, we're gonna be covering all things Gen Z and what we need to be doing as entrepreneurs, business owners, and small business startups to be positioning ourselves effectively and efficiently in front of a Gen Z audience. What do we need to do to get these group of people to pay attention to what we're doing? How can we leverage their attention to become potential customers of what we're offering? So these are the questions that I'm gonna be asking Jonathan and Austin today. So without wasting any more time, I'm gonna send it to the guys today. Welcome gentlemen, how are you doing? Doing amazing. Very blessed man, doing blessed and highly favored. Yes. Blessed and highly favored, yeah. I like that, I like that. So before um, we start, I'm gonna ask you guys what you guys have for breakfast. <laughs> I don't eat breakfast, I eat motivation for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't eat breakfast. I can go into why, but that's a different topic. I'm gonna tell you about marketing. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, why? Why? Well, it, to be fair, there actually is a marketing play on this. Mm. Breakfast, most important of the day, is actually a marketing tactic. It's not actually true. Okay. Um, you can look it up. A lot of studies suggest mm -hmm. that breakfast is not the most important of the day. So um, for that reason, I do something called intermi intermittent fasting. Yeah. So I think that's really powerful for me where like, I feel like when you eat, as you guys know this, a lot of times you, you might eat a meal and a lot of times breakfast, you guys, is not breakfast. You're eating Cocoa Pops. Like, sugar, just sugar. That is, yeah. That's dessert. So uh, what it does, yeah, it makes you more tired for your day. So you mm -hmm. might find that, cool, you're eating five loaves of toast or, you know, eggs. You wonder why you're tired. Because you're baking on all that hard carbohydrates, all that food. So you get more tired, if anything. So I think I'm more full of energy when I'm in a faster state. Final thing as well, hum I know a bit off topic, humans are built to feast and fast. We're built, if you look at our ancestors, we used to go through periods where we used to feast then when we would hunt for food, we would fast. We're Seasons. built to feast and fast, which mm -hmm. is why when people work out, they have to work out in a fasted state because our bodies are built to feast and fast, not to snack all, all through the day. Yeah. So fasting is definitely beneficial. All right, so you just got a bit of biology <laughs> um, and some history in there as well. There you go. Jonathan. Me, I don't eat breakfast either. What's your reason? For me, it's similar to Austin, but I, I find I perform better when yeah. I don't eat breakfast. And of course, breakfast is a marketing play. Like Austin didn't really go into it, but the reason that they said breakfast is the most important meal of the day is just so they can sell more breakfast-related items. And I think it was even in the Good Health magazine. Imagine it was in a Good Health magazine. That's how good of a market. That's how. That's how kind of like I guess unrestricted things were back then. Yeah, it's in the Good Health magazine. They're telling you to eat breakfast. All these things that are sugary, fatty things like that are really going to help you. They're telling you to eat all of it. Exactly. It's just. It's just. It's like a not even a social contrast. It's just like a, a a thing of society. Yeah, they just say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You have to have it to get big and strong and have all this energy. I'm getting big and strong and I don't eat breakfast. I don't need that. I work out in a fasted state, as Austin says, and I find that I perform better a lot more in the morning than I did before because after. I had breakfast I was just heavy I was just like your body has to use 100%. your energy to do the, your body has to use the energy it has to do one of a few things you could either say for example you're going to bed right and that's why I don't eat past 10pm you mm. go into bed your, your body has the option to either use the energy to repair your body for the next day or it has the option to use the energy to actually break mm. down the food that you just ate like an hour or so ago so that's why I stopped eating at like 10pm 
But um, it's the same thing in the morning as well. I use the energy that I have to actually do whatever I need to do, get my most important mm. tasks out of the way. Was it, um, I think we even talked about this last time, the income producing activities, the IPAs yeah. at the start of the day. Mm -hmm. Get those done, then I eat after 11 a.m. Okay. What's more profitable, telling people to eat twice a day, feast and fast, or tell people eat breakfast, snack through the day, eat lunch, eat dinner. It's better for the economy to tell people to eat more yeah. actually do it. It's not yeah. because of our health. If you look at our ancestors, do you really think they had optional goods at Sainsbury's for a snack? Mm. They didn't. Yeah. They would feast, they would hunt for their food, they would catch it, they would feast, they might go a day, maybe even two days without eating, yeah. and then they'll eat again. Mm. We're, we're built to feast and fast, which is why, you know, our obesity is taking a rise over recent years as well because of, you know, we're not built this way, we're built to feast and fast. Honestly. Gosh, I didn't expect this. <laughs> this is what I say, yeah. But listen to your body, though. Like, you, you, it's one thing saying us, then like us saying this, but you listen to your body. When you eat that cocoa pops in the morning, five slices See how of you toast, feel. How do you feel? Yeah. And don't lie to us. I'll be honest. How yeah. do you feel? Uh, it's, it's true. It's mm. true. When you have that big English breakfast, you're yeah, knocked out, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're knocked out. Ready to go back to sleep, and you just woke <laughs> up. That, That's that crazy. Is very, very true. So, um, Austin, mm. who are you, and what do you do? Well, why, why, why we got you on here today? Well, first of all, the reason why I'm able to speak what I spoke earlier is I got a degree in genetics. I don't speak about it a lot, but I've actually got a degree in genetics. I got mm -hmm. two one um, from uni, graduated last well year. Done. Aside from that degree, um, I run a company, one of the largest networking companies in the UK called mm -hmm. um, the Gen Z Club, where we've got a massive community of Gen Zs, around 50,000 Gen Zs. And we basically provide um, monthly network events for our Gen Zs and conferences to help our Gen Z audience connect with each other, learn, grow. We've been across the whole UK from Brighton to Birmingham to Loughborough to London. Um, um, so we do that. So we've got conferences Saturday, for example, from the people all about real estate. Um, and because our community's got so big now, a lot of companies work for us to target Gen Zs. So we work with like sort of Barclays, Lloyds, um, Savills to help them target Gen Zs, not just within our community, but also tactics-wise as well. Mm. So that's led us to, you know, having thousands of attendees, being nominated, ranked as top 100 SME business in the UK mm. over 2023. And also we were finalists for them, the British Business X Awards um, last year as well. So, you know, it's been a great whirlwind, but um, but yeah, that's a bit about me and what I do. Yeah. CEO of the Gen Z Club. Fantastic. And Mr. Jonathan Reed, who are you? Me, hi, Jonathan Reed. Um, I run a personal branding and podcasting agency and I, we target high level entrepreneurs and startups. That's kind of our bread and butter. Um, and we help them to launch, scale, and automate their podcast and their personal brand so that they can take over in the industry, become authorities in their niche. Yeah. Um, and then also what I do is I run the Purpose-Led Club with my friend, uh, uh, Coach Klutze. He's a confidence and like public speaking coach. And of course me, I do my business thing and I speak on that in our community as well. And then we run events similar to Austin actually as well, the networking events and also live podcasts too. We have a Gen Z audience also. Um, actually more so Gen Z to millennial audience because our audience actually does span. We've seen it in our in our data actually on um, our podcast platforms and such. It's called Purpose-Led, if I haven't said that already. Um, and then you we- said like three times. And we also speak at different organizations, um, uh, uh, like companies like IBM and, um, uh, what was it? What was the other one? Microsoft. And we speak at universities. We're going to be doing LSE soon. I'm told you about that, but that's, that's going to be um, really good to speak at that university. Um, and we speak at schools as well. So we just inspire as many people as possible. Our main thing is just impact, right? That's yeah. our main thing. Yeah. No, we've, um, today's, today's show should be really, really good because mm -hmm. it's all about um, Gen Z's. And before we go further, who are Gen Z's? Good question. I think that's a good place to start. A lot mm. of people don't know this. So Gen Z is between the ages of 12, 25. Could be give or take a few years. So you are, it's a generation. Like you've got boomers, you've got millennials. Gen Z is a generation between the age of 12, 25. And 
gonna shoot this question to you. What are the characteristics of a Gen Z? I'd say someone who, I was gonna say it has a short attention span, but then I feel like we all have a short attention span. Yep. But I believe the characteristics of someone with Gen Z, their technology is their best friend. Mm. Like they've grown up with technology. From when they were young, they might have had a phone in their hands. Yep. For me and Austin, I wouldn't say I had a phone in my hand from when I was young, maybe from maybe when I was like maybe eight or something like that. I had a phone in my hand and then the phone's upgraded as I got older as well. They're very familiar with technology. So yep. they know the kind of tricks that people throw out there for them to kind of grab onto. So they they're wise to that. Yeah. That's how I see Gen Z. And they're also people who are very opinionated. Gen Z are extremely opinionated and they're willing to make waves. They're, they're not willing to, they are willing to make waves, sorry. They're not trying to stick in with the norm and all that kind of stuff. They're trying to forge new paths and they're doing it as well. We're doing it, matter of fact, because we're part of Gen Z too. Yeah. Gen Z are good people that understand their options in life. Mm. They understand that back in the day, there were gatekeepers. You know, you might not, if, if Channel 4 said you can't get on their, their program or a TV show said, no, we're not having you, they can't be seen. Now they know they can open their phone, they can post a video on TikTok and be seen by a million people mm. in the next 12 hours. Yeah. So there are people that understand <clears throat> that they how collected they are to the world, understand their options, understand their abundance, and there's a bit of fish between that. But in the day, like if you know, you know, if you keep them happy, they can be very beneficial. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I, I really appreciate the breakdown just so people get an understanding of the audience that we're about to talk about. And going back to the point you just said about um, a generation who grew up on technology, I can remember one of my uh, my close friends, his um, baby boy, two years old, has an iPad and knows how to fully yeah. use an iPad. Knows mm -hmm. how to nav a two year old mm -hmm. knows how to get to YouTube, how to get to the photo app, how to take selfies. A two year old, yeah. right? When I was when I was a, a two year old, well, to be honest, I was a I was a smart two year old, never lie. That's when I learned how to play drums. So, oh, right. yeah. Oh, you play drums too? Drums at, if I yeah. wasn't to your house, I saw a two year old playing drums, I think I'm in the Matrix somewhere. <laughs> no, no, no. I was a, I was, that's when I learned how to play drums. To I, play, I play drums as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can play properly, properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can play proper drums. Okay, yeah. okay. We'll properly. That's cool. So, what are the different, what are the key differences um, between Gen Zs and other generations? in terms of consumer behavior? So these are one of the new questions that mm. I said. So what are the differences between Gen Zs and other generations in terms of the way they consume information, consumer behavior, the way they interact with mm. stuff? I think the most obvious difference is literally like the platforms and the, um, the streams and the, what are like the mediums that mm. are used to, you know, to make them aware of you. So I know back in the day, heavily TV, but I think Gen Z are heavily social. So to link it in with this whole topic of marketing, yep. Gen Z are heavily social. So even the point where I'm um, that podcast, I'm not podcast, I had an expert the other day, and they gave a really interesting statistic about how majority of Gen Zs, they look at your Instagram page before they look at your website. So when, mm -hmm. they, when they want to buy from you, they're more concerned with your Instagram page mm. than your website. So even if you post it since 2021 or 2019, you might, you might put somebody off. So Gen Z are people who are heavily engaged in social and look for social, like you look at TikTok, TikTok I think TikTok's like the second most used search platform in the world. I think YouTube's up there as well, yeah, yeah. not just Google anymore. Yeah. So, um, YouTube's second. You know, so yeah, so mm. I feel like Gen Z is the mediums with which to reach them. I feel like in the all humans all have, you know, things that we all have similarities on, but the mediums you to interact with them now and the manner in which you interact with them have changed. 
Mm-hmm. And they're influenced by different things. Influence, influencers. So influencers are new celebrities. So it used to be a thing of like, okay, if a celebrity says something, everybody does it. But now it's an influencer, someone who kind of looks like them, someone that they can relate to, that they're listening to, and then they're actually making their buying decisions, their purchasing decisions off of. It's people yeah. that look like them and have a, a small to medium to large kind of following, but it doesn't have to mm. be a celebrity. Yeah. And that's kind of like what it was back in the day. Yeah. So when it comes to... Um, there's a, there's a game that um, I like to play called the Persona game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll explain a bit more about that. But um, uh, I want to kind of take, because the, the people that are listening, um, they could be, for example, rooftop cleaners, mm-hmm. or they could be um, people that make hair scrunchies, right? Um, I want to ask you how these different people um, can be running their marketing or what things that they, sh- they should be focusing on. But I'll bring that on later. Um, so how does technology influence the purchasing decisions of Gen Z's? What do you mean by sense? Yeah. So how does technology, so um, you just made a point up there about um, websites and Gen Z's may not necessarily even think about uh, going to someone's website, but Mm -hmm. they will go to Instagram first of all, or maybe TikTok. Mm. How does, with that being said, how does technology, whether physical technology or software, um, influence the purchasing decisions of Gen Z's? I'd say, I think I need more specificity with the question. Okay. Um, so you just made a point there before about influencers influencing mm. people. Yes. Right. Um, that means that they have seen somebody that they can relate to, someone that looks like them, someone that sounds like them, someone from the same block as them, mm-hmm. right? For example, um, Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. Rio Ferdinand does um, Vibe with Five. He's got his own right. YouTube channel. Um, even though um, Rio Ferdinand isn't a Gen Z, even though he's probably on the upper echelon of a, of a millennial, right? Because he comes from, let's say, is he from Peckham or? Yeah, wherever he's from, South, right? Yeah. Um, he knows how to communicate with his his the people from I his got audience. It, I got it. Right. Right. So I think so. How, uh, with, with that in mind, mm-hmm. right? Or using that as a, a, a bit mm. of a, a scope, or a, yeah. a, how does technology or um, influence um, how Gen Zs buy stuff or do stuff? I think this is the problem. I'm afraid we're looking at things wrong. It's not the technology that influences it. Technology is a medium. It's just a different medium. That makes sense. So I feel like people think your Gen Zs are obsessed with the decisions of technology. They don't. Technology, they make decisions of the content, mm. of the influence used, the demographic, all those things. The technology is a medium that can be used to help effectively reach them. That yep. makes sense. So when, I, when you say things like how the technology have effects, same way how the magazines have effects back in the 1960s mm. or books in the 1500s. It's like, it's not the magazine had an effect, it's the content within the magazine mm. or the content within the books. So with technology, it's not, the technology allows it to be seen, but it's a content before that. that inf- so I would argue that it doesn't influence it. It helps you become more loud and vocal about what you do. Mm. So I would say it has an impact in terms of awareness, but I don't think they'll purchase off you because you, you use TikTok. TikTok isn't what's gonna make you then buy from you. TikTok's a platform. What's gonna make them buy from you is the content that you put out within TikTok. Mm. I feel like that's the confusion we have when Gen Z is like, oh, they're so technology based. No, it's what's on the technology that's making them addict to social media, mm. making them buy from you. It's what's on your Instagram page, what, what videos you are posting, what influence you are using, what your website looks like. Mm. Those are the 
things are going to drive sales, not just being on technology. Yeah. So it's a vehicle. A vehicle. But 100%. not necessarily the fuel to help people get over the line. Exactly. Same get way it. that TV was a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same way that magazines were a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Same way that books were a vehicle. Same way that billboards were and still are a vehicle. It's a vehicle. So you got to switch from our. Uh, I got to be on Instagram to what content am I producing on these platforms? Mm. So, yeah. so the the content is the fuel. Yeah, in that, in yeah. that scenario. Yeah. So let's 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 sit on this for a bit. Mm-hmm. So, I you're telling me that as a business owner, um, I have uh, I've heard that that um, okay. Let's start the persona game. Mm-hmm. All right, my name is Robbie Rob. Hi, Robbie Rob. Right, cheers, mate. Um, I'm <laughs> Robbie Rob. I am. Um, a digital marketing genius. Mm. That's what my mom tells me. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to get myself. Um, I've, I've 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 worked with some some cool. I've worked with some charities. Worked with some um, some schools. Mm-hmm. But I want to now grow my my brand and grow my 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 appeal so that in 10, 15 years time, my agency that I, I want to now build is still being used mm-hmm. by the new people who are going to be making decisions, which are Gen Zs, right? And I've heard that this platform, TikTok is, or Instagram, are the places that positionally I need to be. These are the vehicles that I should be using, right? So what should Robbie Rob, what approach should Robbie Rob use um, to maybe build content? What kind of thing should I be focusing on? How, what, what sort of content do I need to do? And before I do that content, what do I need to be thinking? So you're saying that Robbie Rob had an agency that was predominantly for an older demographic, yes. more traditional sort of yes. schools, colleges, yep. and now he wants to reach a younger demographic. Yeah. First one I ask is why does he want to reach? Like if he's making good money, yep. I feel like that's a big issue. Like since that, cool Gen Zs target Gen Zs, but do you need to? Mm. Like there's many markets out there, and don't just I feel like you can suffer from shiny object syndrome, saying that oh he's doing this, I have to do it. Mm. No, that works for him, not SLU. So if we're making a good living from targeting, doing what you're doing, you don't need to stop. Essentially, yeah. But if he was really, really wanted to, I would say, of course, get on these platforms. So, end of the day, it's not rocket science. I feel like let's not overcomplicate things. I'm not saying anything that isn't common sense. If you got majority of Gen Zs on TikTok, why would you go to Facebook to find them? Mm. If they are all there, it's like if you want to fish, if you want some fish, and there's two ponds, mm. one pond has about twenty percent of the fish you're looking for, other got sixty percent. Which pond are you going to? Sixty mm. percent pond. Mm-hmm. Similar TikTok. If you know that majority of Gen Zs on TikTok and not on MySpace, it's just common sense. So when we say go on TikTok, yeah, we've got, I don't get paid by TikTok. I'm just using my common sense to know, yeah, that majority of people are on this platform, Instagram Mills. So cool, let me start there. Let me find where that at. Cool, now that I'm there, now I've got to think about what content the Gen Z want to resonate with. So what are they already resonating with? What's already working? What's already got the views? What's already got the engagement? What profiles are doing pretty well? And you can also display your skills as a digital marketing specialist or digital marketing. Um, what did you What did you say? My digital mom calls me a digital marketing guru. Digital marketing guru. Yeah. As a guru, you have to exp- show your guru ness. Yeah. You have to show your your knowledge. That's what, that's what I was concerned about. Like your guru, but you, 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 you know, like you should be giving us the tips. <laughs> <laughs> so what? what <laughs> actually, matter of fact, that's even another good thing that you could do as content. Johnny, was it Johnny John? Robbie Rob. Robbie Rob. How uh, dare you? Man. Just, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I don't know. My name's John. Um, so. What Robbie Rob could be doing is he could be saying, okay, cool. This is the content or like the, um, the, the content strategy or the marketing strategy I would give to Nike, yeah. for example. And he basically lay it out and 100%. say, okay, so Nike good. can do this, this, and this, and this. And if they did this, this, and this, and this, they could hit this, this, and this, and this. And then other people who are interested in that, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, 
yeah, they could do that. This is really interesting. And what's re- interesting about TikTok as well is people will be interested in the things that they're not actually interested in. Yeah. Like I said last time that we were speaking, I was watching videos of this guy cleaning a pool for 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes, Jacob. Yeah. I don't know about pools, about yeah. cleaning them. Yeah. I don't really care about cleaning them. I just yeah. care about swimming in them. But I was watching that content. Yeah. And people will take in his content if he's passionate about what he does, number one, and knows what he's talking about, number two, and yeah. is authentic with it, number three. That's probably something that we're going to get into. You know what? Listen, well. notepads out, please. Yes. Money, note things like money makers. We're going to hit you. Let's just, let's just, let's just, un- let's unload. Yeah. Let's just unload. Because now, okay. Jonathan's inspired me. He's got me started. <laughs> He's got me started. <laughs> so cool. So now you're at the Gen Z platforms. Mm-hmm. One thing I love what you said, yeah, is, um, so cool. I've got saying, and this is very applicable to social media. Steve Jobs said this, good artists copy, smart artists still. Mm-hmm. You go on TikTok, you look at what's already working. Why reinvent the wheel? What's already working and copy it? If that's already working, why on earth would you try and do something that isn't working? Yeah. Mm. Like, save yourself time. So, see what's working. Obviously, it's not exactly the same because it's you, not them. Yeah. So, that's the first step. Yeah, see what's working. And I wanted to just say something off that first step as well. Still have the authenticity. Still have your own spin yeah, to of it. Of course, yeah. Because you can, you can copy someone, but then it's not going to be the same as what yeah, you're of doing, course, as yeah. you were saying. But then have that authentic spin because that's what's going to give you the views and what's going to make people stick with you because they like the thing that you have done with it, even like jumping on trends, but we oh, can jump into that. No, but I can imagine no one here is thinking, let me just copy and paste. Yeah, yeah so exactly. I, Yeah, I feel like, yeah, so, you know, see what's working and see how you can implement it into your strategy. Number one. Number two is, um, one thing Jonathan mentioned is document, don't create. Mm-hmm. That's my ethos. And when he mentioned, cool, one thing about social media, this is how you grow on any platform, is you've got to provide value. That's how you grow, you provide value. So if you want to be seen as a marketing guru, you've got to come across to people that you know what you're talking about. Mm. So when you're, when you're putting out content, say you're working with Nike now, you've got to show your audience. People are scared about information, but if you don't put out information, how can anyone trust you? Mm-hmm. That's how you build trust. That's mm. how, you build, how you show people that you've that you got knowledge. Mm. So you say, cool, you put your information out there and you say, how I worked with Nike. Now you're establishing yourself here as an expert mm-hmm. within social media. So now when people think, you know what, yeah, I need to grow my strategy, let me go to him. Because people get scared. People think, yeah, that people pay for the information. No, they pay for the implementation. Mm-hmm. They pay for the context, pay for the context. So me saying how I work with Barclays and how I do some results, that, that's not me giving you all my cheat codes. That's what I did for Barclays. But people pay for how I can implement that into your strategy kind mm-hmm. of thing. So you've got to give value. If... We've got to give people a reason to follow you. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that when you are going to these platforms, think what is people benefit from listening to this video. And the more information you can provide, the more value you can give, the more followers you can increase, the more leads you will get. Because they will see you and think, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about. I want to work with him. If you've got two companies, one guy's on social media, he is expert. He's worked with this college, that college, that college, giving out full value. You've got another company and all they do is talk, sell to you, sell to you, sell to you. Who are you going to? No one goes to value, give me value. value for about six months. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's not rocket science. Don't overcomplicate things. And on, on the topic of it's not rocket science as well, it's not a short-term game either. It's a long-term game. Notice how, how Austin said they've been giving value to you for six months. Yeah. So people quit after six days. People <laughs> yeah. quit after six hours because yeah. they don't see the, the results straight away. And that's why social ROI is so important. And when you build up that ROI over time or you build up that social credibility over time, you actually see that in the long run. Mm-hmm. Can you um, um, elaborate on... Um, the social credibility aspect Mm -hmm. and why you believe that's it's that's important for um, a Gen Z audience but not Mm -hmm. just a Gen Z audience for everyone um, as well what what is social credibility and why is it important for business owners to um, to understand and potentially begin to implement so the reason why social credibility or social ROI um, return on investment is so important is because you'll be front of mind 
you'll be front of mind mm-hmm. for them when you need to make a purchasing decision. So let's That's say, for example, Robbie Rob, Robbie Rob, Robbie Rob, yeah. Robbie Rob, for example. If anyone needs marketing advice, guess who they're going to go to? They're going to go to Robbie Rob. If I need my pool cleaned, I'm going to go to that pool guy that I saw that I've been seeing all the time on TikTok, even though I'm not interested in But pools. who won't they go to? The guy that's posted, hasn't posted in 2021. Or they're not going to go to the guy who hasn't posted because they don't know him. He's back exactly. on mind. He's not even back on mind. He's not in the mind. Yeah. He's, he's, he's elsewhere, right? He's yeah. just doing whatever he's doing in his little corner. Yeah. He's not on TikTok. Yeah. And another person they're not going to be um, <laughs> drawing to is someone who's saying, right, buy this, buy this, buy this. No. They're going to be they're going to be drawing to the person who has the most value and who's showing the most value. Yeah. That's why I'm very big on abundant value. So give as much value as you can because number one, it will force you to grow. And number two, it will mean that you have more in the locker. Clearly, if you're giving out all this value, okay, imagine what he's going to do if, if he's paid. Yeah. Imagine what he's going to do or mm. what, what value that she or he can provide if I actually start working with them. So, I mean, that's and another gem on top of that year, which is all three powerful. You guys are getting the full like. Honestly, gem today, I hope so you have the notepads up. When you look at that algorithm, yeah, it's based upon watch time. Mm. So like, so like, end of the year, what people don't understand. Like, I spoke to one girl a couple of months ago, and no, lovely girl, but her biz idea needs some work. She mm-hmm. wanted to basically create a platform that allowed creators to be seen, kind of thing. She said that she don't like how she comes on TikTok, and then she's seen this person, that person, and people that deserve to be seen on TikTok don't get seen. I said oh, that's interesting. So how should they deserve it? She was like, um, well, you know, I thought like doing great things. Like, oh, what do you think they're doing great things? Or like, like who, who, who are you to say yeah, that they deserve to be seen or not? That's good. What, what, what TikTok does yeah? TikTok. I said to her yeah, TikTok has no agenda. All that wants yeah is for you to say on that app. That's all it cares about. No agenda. They will see two videos. This video has been has been watched to its length. This video got skipped past for two seconds. What video do you think TikTok is going to push more? The one that people watch to the end or the one that people watch for two seconds? Mm. The one that people watch to the end. Mm-hmm. So I said, TikTok, yeah, like, I love your idea and people do need more homage, but it's like, TikTok, he's got no agenda against Robbie Rob. Mm. Like, he doesn't know who he is. All he cares about is watch time. Mm-hmm. So when you're putting up value now, yeah, what video will be seen more? How you broke down Nike's marketing strategy to a T and gave value. Not even when you watch it to the end, they'll watch it over and over again. They might yeah. even save it, they'll mm-hmm. even share it. TikTok sees that and thinks, oh, wow, like, this is a great video. Let me push more people. Or, hi, everybody, go pay for my course. No one's going to watch that. So yeah. there's also from the avenues, like, there's many avenues that you're you plug into. One avenue is one, the relationship with the customer, mm-hmm. that they will establish you as a 4D figure f- front of mind. That's one avenue. But to even be seen on these platforms, you need to give value because people need to watch it. Mm. And if it's not something of value, no one's going to watch it. Mm-hmm. So that's important. So, so that was Robbie Rob. Now let's go to Susie Sue. Susie Sue. All right. So yes. Susie Sue um, sells um, scrunchies. Scrunchies. Yeah. Right. What's a scrunchie? It's like well, I don't use them, but it's the one you know. You know, like a um, tie your hair. It's like, like it's like a hairband, hair. but then like it's got um, like a material around it. Oh, like kind of like the ones that wrap on your hair. No. No, it's like not those. I mean, like if, if he has in a ponytail, yeah. And then the girl will like put the scrunchie around like with a ponytail. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, you can tell. I, I <laughs> so Susie Sue, the scrunchie lady. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what we just talked about social ROI mm-hmm. um, Susie Sue has a product that yeah. she actually wants to sell she's not Robbie Rob who provides a, 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 a marketing service, service yeah. right how can somebody who is um, ha- bringing a product a tangible mm-hmm. product what could someone like that do I'm ready to go I'm like yeah, let's go so with this one yeah what they could do is essentially, or what Susie Sue can do with um, Scrunches by Susie, let's give her a brand name, right? Scrunches, Scrunches by hey, Susie. On, the whole you're welcome. Today. You're on. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Scrunches by Susie. What can we do for Scrunches by Susie? So, what we would do is we would say, okay, cool. 
Scrunch about Susie, we want to make you big, right? We want to make sure that this thing gets out there and people get all their questions answered. People know about Scrunchies by Susie. So say, okay, cool. Let's make an initial video, see how that goes. So initial video will go out there talking about the different aspects of the scrunchies. Maybe, for example, there's different colors. Maybe they're, they're really elastic, right? Or maybe um, this is like one hairstyle you can do yeah. with the scrunchies, right? And then one thing that we could do is look at the comments from that. People will be asking questions. Oh, so does this come in a smaller size or is it one size? You make a video off the back of that, say, oh, this is one size fits all. Cool, great, off the back of that, it's like, okay, do these break after five uses? Then they say, no, look, this person has used it X amount of times and it's still elastic. And then um, what's the difference between scrunches by Susie and versus scrunches by Margaret? Scrunches by Margaret, maybe Margaret, her friend, was jealous of Susie and she started a business. So someone <laughs> said, okay, what's the difference between the two? Yeah. She gets, okay, here's a Margaret's one, here's a Susie's one. And then maybe like, they do a test and they see that Susie's is more stronger. Yeah. So you can basically judge or you can go off of what your audience is asking. Mm -hmm. And that is very, very easy to do when it comes to TikTok. You can reply to videos um, with, like you can reply to comments with mm -hmm. videos. You can do that on, um, I think you can do that on, was it TikTok, um, mm -hmm. Instagram now too? I'm not sure if you could do it on Instagram. I thought you can, you know, but you might be able yeah. to, or you can yeah. just screenshot it and put it yeah. on, on Instagram as in you're responding to yeah. this, this comment. That's another thing that I would do. And I would actually use um, what I like to call my, my unlimited, unlimited content matrix. That's what I'm calling it. That's what I'm calling it as. Um, and essentially you break your business down into four pillars, right? You're welcome before I even start. You break your business down into four pillars. You say, okay, let's say for example, Scrunches by Susie. Um, she has a really likes, I don't know, um, fashion, right? She really likes hair and there's another two. So you break down hair and fashion and you get their key words. So you say, okay, fashion, we have um, models, we have um, uh, material, we have this, that, and the other. And then for each of those key words, you'd break that down into the who, what, when, where, how, and why. So you say, okay, cool, let's say for example, um, fashion materials, right? Okay, what materials do I need? Um, what should I wear my scrunchies with? Uh, what hairstyle should I have? How, okay, how do I use the scrunchie? How do I um, use the scrunchie in a different way? How do I, I don't know, match the scrunchie to my outfit? Um, and then the the why, why do I need a scrunchie? Um, why is a scrunchie useful for this situation? And you can break down each little, each keyword in your four pillars and you can just make unlimited wow. amount of content. And That's then insane. people respond to that and then you respond to those messages and you can make as much content as you want and people will be interested because you're providing value and you're just putting your, your product or making your product front of mind for all of these people and they're just interested in the journey too. And see, this is why I love John, why I brought him on here. I feel like it's, it's such a contrast in mind. I feel like John's very left brain and he gave you a lot of content regarding like how you can make content like, you know, like, tangible. But I'm very right brain, which mm. is why I think I love bringing John on here because my mind went straight to even before that content, like understanding why people buy things, mm -hmm. brands. People don't buy what you do, they buy just, they buy people buy emotionally people, a lot of people buy emotionally so when people buy Nike people don't buy Nike because it's the best thing in the market they buy Nike because they've got emotional connection with Nike so people buy brands they buy emotionally they buy, they buy emotionally mm. that's the reason why you might see two t-shirts they're both t-shirts one like there's no difference in quality but one has got a certain brand attached to it one has got, got any they will pay 10 extra price because this one's got a certain brand to it mm -hmm. I won't of course, of course. <laughs> I won't. Even Not anymore. It, even, and I'll take it further. If you go to Sainsbury's, yeah. it's so much ketchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who does everyone get? Heinz. Heinz. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Heinz. But yeah, it's the same ketchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For certain things, yeah. For certain things. It's the same ketchup. Yeah. But if we go to Heinz, why do you go to Heinz? 
Nah, nah. Because if, of brand. If we're talking about ketchup now, yo, yeah. there's, 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 there's a difference in flavour. What's the sauce? Oh, I get, we can get the technicalities of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what yeah, I mean? Though, yeah, I know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, though, yeah, like, yeah. The same like, thing. Even yeah. though that ketchup's cheaper, they're both for ketchup. Yeah, yeah. People go for the Heinz because mm-hmm. they got the most ketchup with it. Yeah. Same with brand. So when you when I look at something, something like scrunchies, when I look at something that is very, very common in the marketplace, mm. my brain doesn't go to call make content because there's a million people doing scrunchies already. And a lot of the people that are doing it lot of people have all these established relationships with, with other companies so you're going to break kind of market can be difficult mm. so my mind goes to brand how can i make people more much attached with me than them so that even though they might be able to do the cheapest scrunchies but people are buying it because me mm-hmm. look at ksi and logan paul like for those that don't know these um these are youtuber and um boxer. YouTubers, boxer YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. they got a drink called prime google it it's destroying the economy mm-hmm. Absolutely, as in, like, people are camping outside to buy it. Like, you can't be seen anywhere. Uh, an energy drink, an they're energy. camping. Yeah, are they the first ones to do energy drink? Will they be the last ones to do energy drink? Absolutely not. But are they killing the energy drink industry? Absolutely. Yeah. Because they built brand. Because people want to buy it because, not because it's prime, it's energy drinks, because mm-hmm. it's KSI and Logan Paul behind it. Mm-hmm. So my mind will go, yeah, how can I build brands? How can I make sure, yeah, that when I'm making this content, as you mentioned, I make sure I'm creating a connection with my audience. Mm. I can come with value. When I say value, it ain't got to be five tips it could be even entertainment it could be you could be making people laugh yeah when it comes to me but i might run out of scrunchie crunchy now now not me but maybe i got my, my mom she might need this crunchy and she might be through going with tiktok and seeing oh like i actually need crunchy i've been seeing this tiktok car mm. um and he he, he he just so funny or she's just so funny you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna get that one mm. it's a most brand you have your audience i do gen z club we're not the first to do network events we're not gonna be the last people mm-hmm. but yeah we pack out every single event mm. because of brand yeah and then I was going to say off the back of that as well, you can still build that into the content strategy. You have to be, as I say, be your authentic self. If Susie is her authentic self in this content strategy and she just adds in little bits of her, yeah. maybe she likes to dance. So she puts in a little, just a random dance break in the middle, that kind of stuff. That's what does well. Yeah. Just different things that people aren't used to seeing, yeah. right? And if she establishes her brand that way and, and documents the process, which we'll probably talk about later, people will want to grow with the brand and people will actually support. I remember when I was doing, I, I told you guys about the, the sneaker stories business that I did a while ago. I remember we got a few sales because we would document the process. We were saying, okay, this is when we went to drop off boxes here, when we were still doing in-person deliveries. Okay, this is what it looked like when we upgraded to this or that or the other. And then someone was like from, I think like Middlesex or somewhere. We're from London, right? So it's from like Middlesex or maybe even up north or something like that. They were like, I'm just buying just to support. Like, I like what you guys are doing kind of thing. And they yeah. just bought a little thing. They just bought, um, I think it was a shoe tree. Just a shoe tree to put into, into your shoes for like maybe like a fiver or something like that. And then yeah. we got more and more of those purchases as well of people who were seeing the journey and they were loving it and they wanted to support because they liked us yeah. and they liked what we were building. And if they liked scrunchies, even better. And the answer's out there. So you look, you look at Apple, Apple's by far not the best phone in the market. Mm-hmm. But mm. who does ever go to buy? When you, when you get a new phone, who are you going to? Blackberry. Apple. <laughs> you're gonna there, though. I don't, really <laughs> don't let them fool you. I'm joking. Um, but yeah, so um, like the answers are there. So I would say for products that are a bit more common, mm-hmm. yeah. See how you. I'm not saying don't do. It, I'm saying how, see how you can establish brand with it. Yeah. And be look. And also with that now, you can charge higher prices. Branding is so important. The reason why Gen Z Club can charge X amount of prices is because you've built a brand. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a brand, which is what I love, and this one thing I want to push more deeply because I see a lot of people start businesses now, but. That aren't that valuable, mm-hmm. and the second that like, you get a competitor now that like, undercuts you, you're out the mark, you're out the game. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a brand now, even undercut Apple all you want, Apple's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you built a brand, so I feel like when you build a brand, yeah, that's a long term solution. Yeah. And then now, now you've got so much to work with, you can increase pricing, you can do all these things. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Now you're speaking about brand mm-hmm. there. How how can somebody um, starting up in business 
build a brand. What is a brand and how do I build a brand? Mm-hmm. Well, your brand is your most collection with a customer. We've gone left with branding. Brand and marketing goes hand in hand. Obviously, you can have a great brand. And I always say this example. Sorry. You have a big Sorry. brand here, yeah, but um, if no one knows about it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to find a way here yeah, where... Um, Cool. I come with great brands. So marketing, branding is, I'll get into that in a minute. Branding is one element. Marketing is how you're seen. So mm. no point having the best brand in the world. Apple could be the best brand in the world, but no one knows about it. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So it goes hand in hand. So a brand is your most connection to your customer. So what do people think when they see that? What do people think when they see you? Um, what emotions kind of spurs up in a brand? So I, one way to start is, I think a big thing is, let it have a story. Let it have a mesh behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great book on this called Start With Why, yeah. which I recommend you read. And that is around like why does your product exist? Like Apple was built to, because it, it's, it's funny now, yeah, but it was built around um, Think Different. So the Think Different campaigns. It was around making people think different because mm-hmm. Steve Jobs, I read this book. Um, at the time, Apple was massive now, but it went massive before. So he understood you to buy an Apple product, yeah, you need to think different. Mm-hmm. So he made the whole campaign about think different. So people wanted, was like, you know what, yeah, I want to think different. I resonate with that. I want to be against the status quo. So they'll buy Apple. So it's about having a story that, that not every audience, but an, an, an audience mm-hmm. can resonate with. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I like that. Because if you sell to everyone, then you sell it to no yeah, one realistically. And for me, a brand is like what you represent. Like, what do you represent? It's just the same as a personal brand. Like, what do you represent personally? As a person, what do you represent? Okay, these are my values. Da, 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 da. That is my personal brand. My values are da, 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 da. So as a brand, you will need to have values as well. So to build a brand, you need to build your values. Okay, oh, identify your values. Because everyone has values. You just have to see them yep. and understand them. Yep. And then when you have your brand you can have marketing mm. add them hand, to, hand in hand and then you can go forward with them but branding is a whole different workshop though it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's another, another thing yeah. no, like, you, I like brand though. you were, you were um, uh, the reason why I bring that up is because mm-hmm. obviously we, we spoke about the two personas there mm. um, what they need to be doing on um, these particular platforms mm. be it content be it value be it be in front of mind mm. but you um, you spoke in depth about brand yeah. and brand like we said goes hand in hand yeah. with those Market, things yeah. but if somebody's starting off in business mm. or someone's in the business um, phase um, I wanted to kind of um, emphasize the importance of brand mm. in the midst of that yeah. as well yeah. so no well covered well covered mm-hmm. so I want to get back to my actual questions now again mm. oh sorry can I, can I just say one more thing yeah, about brand it, man. just understanding your journey so it's understanding your journey, as as Austin said as well, understanding your journey, like why is the reason that you started this business? Why, what is the reason that you're, you're doing this venture? Because that is what people will connect with. Like even with me, like what I say to my clients is I was running a business and running a podcast and it was just too much to handle. I couldn't juggle both at the same time. So I had to find a way to automate the podcast. And that's why I created this business to help people who are also in a similar position to where I was. And they're like, oh, I'm in that. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. And there's yeah. testimonials backing that up too. Yeah. And it's the same thing with business. But doing it as well, like brand yeah. is, like, because at the end of the day, this is a pickle businesses yeah so brand saves you money a lot of businesses are budget so you could just do no brand and have marketing so if you are some sponges if you are if you are seen more than every other sponge in the market you might do well because you put you got that much money to invest in marketing so you're seen more than every other thing but if you ask for business you don't have that money mm. so like unless you've got a good brand a brand is going to separate you from get a sponge at savings for example so if you haven't got budget now yet a brand is what separates you mm-hmm. gen z club we, we saw that our 450 person event we didn't put a penny into marketing. Mm. So branding, because we built brand, it saved us money. Mm. So I feel like if, as an SME, you don't really have the choice of, okay, cool, I can put a million pounds towards my marketing budget. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have the established brand anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it saves you money. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's exactly. Mm-hmm. Branding, um, having that alignment, that connection can save you money in a long time. Because when you yeah. drop a product, um, because you have that connection, that relationship with an audience already, mm. um, 
they will easily recommend you. You're always out front, front of mind. And if they're thinking about a particular thing, they're going to come to you. As yeah. you said, if you need to scrunch it and Susie Sue's there mm. because your mum knows that, oh, I've seen Susie Sue on TikTok. Exactly. She does this. I'm going to go to her. Oh, I um, had a real life example as well, but I want, I want Jacob to continue. Um, no, you want share? The, the one, uh, very quick. Do you know Cortez? Yeah. I'm Cortez, you you're going to mention him. Yeah. So Cortez is a fashion brand, right? Um, it's like a streetwear brand for Gen Zs, I'd say. Um, you say their audience is mostly Gen yeah, Z, right? Yeah, well, 100%. Definitely. Um, and what they did one time, it's called the Bolo Exchange, the Great Bolo Exchange, right? <laughs> and a Bolo, isn't it essentially like a, like a jacket? It's like a, a jacket, big jacket, yeah. And this is incredible, actually. Good example. They, they got their jackets, which are worth, what, how much? Like 200, yeah, 200-ish? Yeah. But yeah. they're probably going to produce for like 25, 50, whatever. Yeah. And then they managed to get a whole van of them and they managed to get like hundreds of, of kids just lining up, giving them their, their North Face, like so, um, so more Canada expensive goose. jackets. They were training more them more expensive jackets, jackets for, for the jackets Cortez. that were worth like 200 pounds so because of brand. the brand, because yeah. they want a brand that says Cortez on the back. That's it. It has a, it has a brand on the back, Jacob. <laughs> because they have a brand, they were able to exchange these jackets that were worth over a thousand pounds, jackets that were worth hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds for this jacket, which was worth maybe under 200 yeah. or something like that retail. Because so of a brand. So the only way that you can get a jacket was exchanging a jacket you already have. So I've actually exchanged this, for example, for them. So yeah. it shows you the power of the brand where I'll exchange you know, a guest jacket for them. So it shows that branding. And <laughs> to top it all off, they gave all of those jackets that were worth more to charity. They put them all in charity shops as well. Mm. So that even builds the brand even more. Right, it yeah. says it's, it's for the yeah. people yeah. because they're giving the jackets to the people. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. That's a good, that's a good example. Mm. Um, oh, and now they're working with Nike. Now well, they who, just did who, it. Who also built on brand. They, yeah, they're, they're working with Nike now in collaboration with Nike. And they just, they did like a big projection on the Nike store mm, um, yeah. the other day. But sorry, continue, Jacob. What are some of the effective marketing strategies for small businesses to target Gen Z? So you're talking a couple already. So it's about finding out where they're, where they're at. I can give you that, you know, in actual context. So TikTok, um, Instagram Reels. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube shorts mm-hmm. and Facebook reels can make a little comeback mm. but Gen Z might not be on there as much but Gen Z, Facebook's still the ma- biggest platform on the planet so yeah. reels make a bit of comeback so Instagram reels TikTok and YouTube shorts are the three that I would recommend LinkedIn as well yeah. um, I'll, I'll, for depending on your business the, the next one is influencers so influencers is a massive player. I don't mean the most expensive ones I mean that an influencer it's kind of like selling your product it's kind of like people if they can't resonate with you they can resonate with an influencer so when people see that, okay, he's won it, I can do that as well. So like, people like to um, buy what they relate to. So if you want to get a jacket, think about it this way. I love the example because I'm just give it in the practical sense. If I want to buy a jacket and I've only seen middle-aged white men wear it, that's all I've seen wear it. Do you think I'm going to buy it? Mm. Not really. Mm. But if I see a jacket now, I see people that look, look, look like me wearing it, of course I'm going to buy it. So I feel like when you want to, for us, get, get into the platforms, but then you want to get their attention, we gotta let, you got to make people feel like that is for me. Mm. So you like, influence is a great play, which is why they don't have to be famous no more. They ain't got to be followers. They've got to be people that, that your audience can resonate with. Mm. And like, oh, like, he's on that flat program. Mm. And he, I've got all the similarities there. I should, I should, I should like, he, if he can do it, why can't I do it? Mm. A lot of marketing is like, if he can do it, why can't I, why can't I do it? So I say talking Gen Z is finding people that Gen Z can look at and think, if he can do it, why can't I do it? Mm. If he can buy a jacket, I should buy it too, because he looks like me. Mm. So Yeah, and I would say also Twitter, is also another space yeah, for, that, that Gen Z's are on. But there's particular nuances with each platform which you have to be aware of, Respect which is why you need like you need to have understanding of the niche before you even go into it. Mm. Well, to be honest, you can actually gain it as you actually gain um, knowledge and all that kind of stuff, but that mm. does take time. 
So that's another thing to bear in mind. But the reason I say that though, because something called organic reach. So organic reach yeah. is the reach you get without paying a single penny. Mm-hmm. So that's organic and paid advertising is obviously paid advertising. Yeah. So the reason I said TikTok, Instagram Mills and YouTube Shorts, because they got the most organic reach. Yeah. So that means that you can put have zero followers on TikTok, post a TikTok and get a million views. YouTube Shorts similar, Instagram Mills similar, Facebook Mills similar. So I mentioned those because Twitter is great, mm-hmm. of course, but they are reaching there. Like if you tweet and you've got zero followers, no one's really gonna see it. Whereas if you go Instagram videos, YouTube shorts and TikTok, it's got insane organic reach, which is why it's a great marketplace. And the longer you take, the worse it gets. So TikTok a couple of years ago was amazing organic reach. Now, not so much. So you've got to be quick. Still good. Still, Still very, good, very good. Yeah, but, but it would drop off over yeah. time. So you're going to say something, Jake? Yeah. No, I was going to say, uh, <coughs> oh, you mentioned so, the nuances. Yeah. Mm. So um, so people, yeah, people get onto these platforms, right? What are some of the things that they need to be aware of? So when they, when they get onto, for example, Twitter, mm-hmm. right? I, I personally wouldn't have said that Gen Zs um, are on Twitter, um, but you're a Gen Z. Mm-hmm. You said they are, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, for sure. How do I, what do I need to be doing as a small business owner to be um, being effective on Twitter? Well, well I'll, a, I'll say first and foremost, just before you're going to say mm-hmm. something, I feel like this is probably going to add into what you're saying. You have to know your audience. You have to understand who your audience is in the first place so you're actually able to understand, okay, what do I need to do to target them? Yeah. So when you know who your audience is and know what they're interested in, then you can start to make these decisions. So let's say, for example, your, your audience is interested in football. So you start to go on Twitter and you start looking at football Twitter because there's these different pockets of Twitter. Yeah. So there's like football Twitter, there's um, business Twitter. Um, even for people, like literally Gen Zs, like there are, are people there discussing what they're doing in terms of business and they're working together through Twitter. Mm. They've never met each other, but through Twitter, they're starting seven figure, um, eight figure businesses through Twitter, mm. but because they've all come to one place, uh, one community for them to go and communicate. And also football Twitter as well. People come onto Twitter to communicate there as well. Mm. So you know that you have to be taking in that kind of content, searching those type of hashtags and yeah. you'll come across it and you'll stay in that community and you understand what that community likes mm. because Twitter will show you what's trending. Yeah. So if you actually look for that stuff, Twitter, that you seek, you will find. Twitter will actually show you that stuff and it'll show you what's trending and you'll be able to understand, okay, this is the type of content I need to create to reach this type mm. of audience. No, I like, and the like, big thing you got to say is pay respect to the platform. Mm. Like, pay respect. Like, if you don't just put the same video you put on Instagram to Twitter or whatever, like, you've mm. got to pay respect to the platform. So a big element of that is just literally observing, being an observer, be a listener. And I think that's a big thing. I don't know if you've got a question on how to understand Gen Z. Have you got that question? Come yes. Because yeah. I'll, I'll touch on that my next point a bit later. But um, you got to respect the platform. And I feel like a big thing that I've seen, and this is a little thing that makes a big difference here, and I've seen a lot of, I'm in the old generation, is that whenever I ask them to take a picture, the first thing they do is, is landscape. <laughs> and I've always said, like, no, portrait, portrait. Yeah. The reason being is because, yeah, if you look at Instagram, it's common sense. When you go for the feed, a picture like that will take up that much of the, of the, of the screen. Mm. A picture like that will take up more of the screen. Yeah. Same with TikTok. So when you're scrolling through, you take up more of the screen by making a portrait. Mm. So um, there's a lot of things, examples of like ways where you've got to show a set of the platform. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, man, so... To circle the circle off, you gotta pay respect to the platform and in terms of things to look at, I could be here all day with things to, to, to think about, the nuances. But what you gotta do is spend time on the platform. Mm-hmm. Spend time on the platform and observe it. Mm. What is work on TikTok? Because at the end of the day, things change. Yeah. So that's what I'd say. They change on a regular basis as yeah. well. And then we can even get into trends as well, because trends is a big part of everything too. And trends are very nuanced themselves. Mm. Yeah. So there might be a trend in a different community, like in the, we said last time, like the ballet community, there might be a ballet trend. Yeah. But if you're mm. an engineer, then that's not really gonna <laughs> yeah. resonate with your audience, yeah. right? How do people, um, how do people stay in, in line? What do people need to do to be keeping an ear to the ground? Um, like, well, are there places to go? Uh, who do we speak to? 
to to know what's gonna pop tomorrow or what's about to come yeah, around the corner yeah. or for me to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna make it really simple. You either have time or you have money. Those are two. You have time or you have money. If you don't have money, you've got time, which means that you can go through it yourself, look at trends, just do some scrolling. Um, you can ask people who you're trying to target and literally just scroll and look. And so go to you, hashtags as well. Hashtags. Yeah. So, you know, you can, YouTube is free, Google's free, ChatGPT is also free. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you just got to research it. Like, in a day, like, there's no, there's no special, there's no, no one's got magic wands. Mm-hmm. Every single person knows anything about it. What they do is, even the people that you might hire, what they're doing is they study the platforms. So, Gary Vee, one of my favorite influencers, he's got a whole team of people that study the platforms, the latest trends. You watch his videos, you ask him, how do you, know the latest trends they literally study it they go to where they're at they don't make assumptions they go and find out so if you've got even though you've got money you've got time mm. so you've got time to look at the trends you've got time to go through the TikTok see what's working see what isn't working you've got time to look at your competitors mm. see what they're doing and copy them as I mentioned before good artists copy smart artists still that's my one now you've got money what you can do which is better and now you can pay people you can hire people to actually do that for you so now you can focus on one thing I learned in a very young age in business is that do what you do best and delegate the rest mm-hmm. so I, I said this one before if I'm, if, I, if I'm being honest here, if I want to reach, I don't know, the boomers, I wouldn't be on a boomer platform trying to figure them out. I would hire somebody or work somebody to let me know. Because one, they will always know more than me anyway, because that's, that's their expertise. Mm. Two, it gives you more time to do other things. And three, like, it's just a more smart, smart decision. So I'd say, if you've got time, use the platforms, free platforms that are available to you. Look at the trend, look at your competitors. It's a great place to start. I'm still, copy ideas. If you've got money, find people who've got proven record in in that niche that you're looking at and just work with them but in the day that's what they do mm-hmm. so um, I think that's a, that's a really, really important play there's not really much to add to that to be honest he's covered it all covered it well yeah. Yeah. but that's also it. I want to say as well like even with the money aspect like don't think you've got to pay loads of money it could be your your, your little sister yeah. like I was saying before you'll be surprised yeah how much your little brother that makes dance videos on TikTok knows about TikTok because bear in mind if, you're, if your little brother has got like a few things on TikTok doing mm. I don't know money videos or he's doing I don't know couch videos like Minecraft videos. And stuff. he will to get that 15k he knows a lot that you don't know yeah. so like look within your circle don't think you've got good like even I've got a bit of an agenda against agencies right now if I'm being honest I'm sorry but I feel like a lot of agencies I look at I'm thinking you're charging X amount for this but you haven't done it yourself mm. so like it doesn't make sense like I, honestly at this point I'd rather go and which what I do do I'd rather go to a young creator mm. who I've worked with Kian mm-hmm. for example this he's somebody that I had for my Gen Z club I saw him making content already on TikTok and I was doing great. I said, come on board um, for Gen Z, we could use you to create content for us. He's got us 300,000 views. Mm-hmm. He, well, I think his second video got us 300,000 views because that's what he does. He's a, like, he is a creator. And you'll see a lot more now, a lot of creators going into agencies, which mm-hmm. I think is better because they've actually lived the experience of it. Yeah. As opposed mm-hmm. to agency who might have got, and with all due respect for degrees, might have got a degree in it, but living and breathing a field and doing it on a regular basis that creators do, it's different. So that's a massive cheat code. Go to people, go to your little brother who's got a TikTok account on Pokemon. Mm-hmm. He will know the trends. He will know how to maneuver TikTok. He will know, he can give you so much value. So find creators that are already doing it and see how you can put them into your marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I like, I think I, I mentioned this last time that um, if, if somebody's not got um, X amount of money, they've not got a big budget, but they've got people around them who have got the, the, the expertise mm-hmm. or could be the little brother, Ask them the question, 100%. what are you doing? Mm. Help me, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And and see what they can do from there. And that would be even better than a lot, a lot of agencies who haven't actually done it themselves. Like if you come and do it for yourself, that's why I had a, had a bit of agenda with the agency you mentioned before. Like how can you be 
a digital market agency if you haven't done it for yourself? If you're struggling to market your own service, mm. how can you market my service? <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm being like, if you can't market your own service, yeah. Yeah. how on earth are you gonna market my service? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one thing I see now where, in my opinion, you have to agree with it, but I'd rather go for a creator who does it, lives and breathes it, that goes to an agency who you can say they can market my service, but you can't market your own service. Mm. It's real. <laughs> it's very, very real. Very, very real. Um, how important is social media in reaching Gen Z? And what specific things? I know you just covered like TikTok, Instagram, um, and Shorts as well. But um, when it when it now comes to understanding the timings of when to post things, the sort of things to be posting, how do business owners Figure that out. Well, for, first, for how important? I, I was the first question. How important are fishing nets and catching fish? It's vital. No, no. How like, how important are fish nets and catching fish? It's necessary. Like it's not social media. It's like it's, it's part. It's just a medium. Yeah. Like and you want to have the best medium. I'll have more luck catching a, a fish using a fishing net than a golf club. hundred <laughs> percent. It's the same <laughs> thing as social media. I will have more luck posting <laughs> on TikTok than I would put a magazine in my local news agent. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's, it's the exact same thing. I would rather catch a fish with a fish net than a golf club. Same way, I would rather catch a Gen Z with TikTok than a magazine. Yeah. Print. Yeah. That's, that's just just common sense. Mm. 100%. So that answers your first question. And what was the second question again? Cause I had something for that. Uh, was so when it comes to the timings of when to post stuff, oh, when yeah. it comes to the sort of content and sort yeah. of material to be putting out there, what what? Well, not doing views yet, but I'll be real like. End of the day, the quality of content is what matters more than any of that. What did you say? The, the quality of content matters more than any of that. Quality of the content. I would, I would disagree. I would say at the start, just start, just start posting. You know, that's what I'm saying. But quality content. Quality. No, I, I said like, just start posting. Don't, don't focus on no, quality I get that, at the but, start. But I think he's saying like, I'm talking specifically about timing. Okay. okay. Of course, like why? timing of. Post. Why do you say that? And why do you say? No, that? I agree with that as well because because end of the day, you, like I feel like we're a confusion. He's okay. saying yeah that timing, the time you post important. Right. What, what, what else are you saying? So like the times like I might. Is it better for me to be posting in the mornings? Yeah. How do I know if it's working? And also, what sort of content should I be posting out? I'm saying that's even, like, I feel like I get you're saying, I feel like that's even important because first we've got to start, like I mentioned, you've got to start. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are worried about the wrong things. And let me put it into perspective again, the algorithm is set up you to make people stay in the app. Whether you post at 9 p.m., 6 a.m., 5 a.m., 5 p.m., if it's a quality piece of content, it will be seen. I disagree again. TikTok. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Let me, let me, let me finish. TikTok, yeah, isn't like, this is a great piece of content and people are watching it. However, because it posts at 5 a.m. yeah, I'm not going to push it out there. No. No, no, no. TikTok will see, yeah, I've shown it to 15 people. Those 15 people have watched to the end. Yeah. Let me show it to another 100 people. That's all it cares about. It's not going to, TikTok isn't going to like ruin this app because because like people post at 5am it won't do it to yourself yeah. all it cares about that's all it cares about same way let's be real we're basically care about making money mm-hmm. TikTok cares about making money as well yeah. what's going to keep in that app the longest Attention. if this is a great piece of content people yeah. watching it I'm not going to suppress it because it posts at 5am I'm sorry it's not going to happen yeah but I'd argue that I have seen when you post it like let's say for example there's a piece of content that is showing some promise right which will get more views than your average content so Austin's right in that, in that respect but if you post it multiple times sometimes on the third time that you repost it it will go crazy go absolutely crazy but there was something i was going to say oh yeah so just posting the, the step one is just posting so literally just start putting stuff out there because it will show in the data post at different times of the day post whenever 
Austin early was talking about LinkedIn. Oh, I missed my morning slot. Uh, da, 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 da. But then we were just saying, just post anyway for consistency. And I was like, yeah, consistency. Might as well post anyway today to put the stuff out there. And then we went into the, the topic of like, oh yeah, the, the timelines aren't chronological anymore. They're, they're impact related or they're like impression related, right? Mm -hmm. Or engagement related. So it's like, okay, who do you engage with more? That is who the timeline is going to show you. So it doesn't really matter what time you post at the start mm -hmm. as well. So at the start, you just post. You post, you post, you post. Let's say, for example, every day, right? You post every day for like 90 days. And then you see across those 90 days, okay, Instagram will even tell you, TikTok will even tell you what time is my audience the most active. It will tell you this stuff. You don't have to ask it. It will tell you. It will yeah. say, okay, your audience is most active at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday evening. Mm. That's when they're the most active. Mm. Over that 90-day period, period, that's when they're the most active. Okay, cool. I probably should start posting on Tuesdays at 9 p.m., mm. right? So that's in terms of timing. And then let's say, for example, you get like hundreds of comments on the videos that, that um, uh, Robbie Rob makes about... Nike. Uh, Nike. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nike, right? Yeah. So he always really get really, really good engagement over these 90 days about the Nike videos that he makes. Hmm, maybe Robbie Rob should make some more videos about Nike. Maybe you should think about doing a spin on it, right? Because mm. this is what people like. That's content on timing though. So it's, it's, no, it's content. And then you're gaining the content, you're gaining the data to be able to make the decisions from. And mm. then you can make the decision about timing. You can make the decision about content from all the data that you collected over that last night. I think days. my, like, honestly, two things. My point I'm making here, yeah, is that it might have a tiny impact, but it's not going to make a monumental impact. Like, mm. you're focusing on the wrong things. Like, what my point is, yeah, you posting a picture, video, a, a, a crappy video at a certain time, it's not going to save it from it being a crappy video. Like, then the quality is going to determine how well it does. Mm -hmm. So, don't think, oh, because I post at 5 a.m., that's why I don't do bad. That's why, so that's why the video didn't perform. No. It didn't perform because it was a, wasn't a good video. Mm. So my point is, yeah, folks will make it like a quality video. Then there might be small nuances where you put it at certain times, but if the video is good enough, yeah, it will be seen. How do you define a quality video? But even off that, yeah, before I get to that now, I'll never forget this, yeah. My mm -hmm. from, one of my most liked pictures I posted was at 6 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. like, that's what I mean. The algorithm is set up where, and as you like, look at your phone, when you go on your phone now, look at the timings that the person posted it. It will be like from two days ago. Six hours ago, mm -hmm. because Instagram only cares about showing you what you want to see. Yeah. So if you post it at two a.m. or three a.m. or four a.m., mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because Instagram will still show it to that person. He knows yeah. you want to see it. That's how it works. So um, I remember I had a picture of a graduation picture. I said a cold picture. It was like, a good picture. Like <laughs> graduation, <laughs> like I had a red suit. My car's red, so I literally sat in my car. Maroon, maroon, maroon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had a burgundy suit, so it matched my car. My suit matched my car. My graduation. I told my brother, I said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna post it now." He goes, "Don't post it now. Like it's six a.m." I'm like, but I want to know post later because I graduate later, so I want to do two posts a day. I'm like, I'm not posting now. Video blew up. Reason being because people that turn their phone on at 12 p.m. to see it or 2 p.m., the, the picture was still there. It's the mm. first thing they saw. Because Instagram saw that the initial batch of people that engaged with it, they liked it. Let me show it to more people. Instagram is going to pigeonhole themselves because it's, I got post at 6 a.m. All it cares about the fact that this is a good piece of content, people engage with it, and we show it to more people. That, it doesn't matter anywhere near what you think it does. That's not that's something not to brush over as well. So what these platforms do, what their algorithms do, is they actually test your content with X amount of people. So they'll test your content with 10 people. If most of the people out of 10 people complete most of the video or a certain amount of the video, then they'll share it to 100 people. If 100 people like that video, then they'll share it to 1,000 people, then 10,000, then 100,000, then million, then 10 million. Mm. So that's how it essentially works. It's just testing. So just like the platform says, you need to test two in terms of your content. Mm. Yeah. So social media is interest graph, which means that it's based upon your interests, which mm -hmm. is why you can see content from three days ago on your feed. I even see pictures from 17th of December on my feed, honestly. Which feed? Day. What, LinkedIn? Instagram. You see Instagram shows Instagram. Like all the posts now. Oh, I I, I'm that. seeing posts from like December 17th. That's wow. all that platforms care about. Is your content interesting? Will it keep people in my app for longer? Mm -hmm. That's it. So it's not going to say, okay, could you, you put that 6 a.m.? Yeah, I'm not going to showcase your content. No. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna happen. So yeah. just make sure that your the content that you're producing is is 
quality either in appearance mm-hmm. or quality either in value. No, yes. yeah, so I'll go into it. So quality is subjective, I'll be honest. Yeah. So, um, but le- when it comes to quality, yeah, they decide, not you. I think a big issue that people make here is the fact that they say, oh my God, I put five hours to this video, why didn't it perform? In your opinion, it was quality, but to the people that TikTok showed, it wasn't. I don't think there's no agendas. The Instagram, I'm sorry, Suzy Sue. Instagram doesn't hate you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Suzy Sue. You're not shadow banned. Your content just didn't stick with the audience. Mm. So now you've got to do. And I, I've had this where I've also an hour into the content. My editor was an hour into the content. It won't perform. But I'll do one silly video. Remember, card last week of yeah. me just talking to the camera, mm. and I'll, and I'll blow up. I'm thinking, and it wasn't a silly video. Well, not silly video, but you like, were actually no giving effort, value. But there was no yeah. effort, literally. But you're still giving value in the video. So I always understand you that value is subjective. Mm. So understand that, like in a day. I will have, I will put in my mind, will this piece of content help somebody listen to it? Mm. Will it make them either learn something, mm-hmm. laugh or engage? And then work along yeah. that spectrum and use what Jonathan said earlier, those pillars, and just post loads. It's like, that's what we say here, throw many things at the wall and see what sticks. Because if you think about it, um, if if I'm trying to, you know, let me not use example, my example, but say for example, I want to hit, see there's a duck there, yeah, and I want to hit that duck, and I've got, I've got one ball, do you think do you think that's how hard I'll hit it? Yeah, kinda. If I had fifty balls, do you think it's hard I'll hit it? Yeah, if I had a thousand likely. balls, it's a bit Much more likely. More likely yeah. So if you look at TikTok, if I post one video, it's like I'll go viral. Mm. Maybe not so much. Mm. If I post ten videos, it's like I'll go viral. A mm. bit more. If I post a thousand videos, what else have it going viral? So it's about using the pillars now, yeah. And rather than trying to hit a one hit wonder, it's about trying to find produce many content and seeing what sticks. Mm. Then when you see what sticks now, you use that data to drive your next decisions. So you're saying cool, I posted 50 videos, 10 of them got uh, 4,000 views, 10 got 100 views, 10 got 50,000 views. Mm-hmm. Let me sit with the 50,000 views, cut those out, and niche on that. That's how you that's how you use social media. So basically, it's going back to uh, what you mentioned before about, I know you mentioned, and um, Jonathan kind of elaborated more on it about, um, it's not just a, a one day thing, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a it's a six months, for example. Mm-hmm. Consistency. And then, um, seeing what works over that period of time mm-hmm. and then doubling down on the things that are working well. 100%. Um, so, no, that's that's that's. I want to touch that as well because even mindset is important with anything in business. And I want you to understand, Jim, when I see six months here, what in life happens overnight? Like, like I, I said this on my platform the day, like, this is something that I like to look at. I know, like. I know something. What? Go on. If you, if you win the lottery. Oh, yeah, okay, but no. in that, that but goes even as lottery, well. Um, there's, there's, there, is a, there is a stati- statistic that, that, that says that when you, um, a lot of people tend to blow a mm. large amount of that because they're not like wealth is built mm-hmm. um cash quick cash comes at that but oh, wealth yes. it takes okay. time yes. to acquire so the point being okay cool yes any what's sustainable happens quickly nothing like I, very few of you can show me an example of something that is sustainable mm. that that is built quickly mm-hmm. i look at a plant a plant you look at a tree look the biggest tree in the first year how long has it been there for Thousands of years. Thousands of years. Yeah. It's not coincidence. You look at buildings. How long does it take to build a building? But how long does it? How long does it stand for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at a baby. If a baby is born too soon, it's at risk of dying. Mm-hmm. Everything in life. There's not one thing in life here that can happen quickly and is sustainable. So when I say to tell you the post here for the next six months here, that's me using the laws of life and nature and what we see around us to understand you that nothing in life that is built quickly is sustainable. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have a sustainable business, a sustainable brand sustainable marketing you need to take you need to give it time mm-hmm. that's just how life works so it's not me saying you guys are oh, hustle hard work hard i'm just telling you how life works mm-hmm. that's really really important to know really because a lot of people uh, especially for um uh 
in the older generation, mm-hmm. um, they may come onto these platforms, they may not see instant hits, or they may not get the views, or they may not get um, potential leads. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a, it's a, you have to play the game. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't play the game, you don't complete the levels. Another thing levels, I want to, you don't get into the next stage. Mm-hmm. Another thing I want to add on, on top of that as well is that you don't know who's watching. So you could be getting 100 views per video, exactly. but you do not know who is in those views. Mm. I remember I heard a story about this guy, he was doing like, I think it was relationship coaching, and he was getting about seven YouTube video um, views, right? And then one of those views must have been like, I think one of Oprah Winfrey's um, employees. And then he ended up working with her because, um, with Oprah Winfrey, because the employee said, oh, this guy I've been watching on YouTube, he only gets a couple views. He talks about this very same topic and Oprah's like, yeah, bring him on. Mm. You never know who's watching, mm. even with, a lady, um, name escapes me right now, um, but um, Lorraine, Lorraine, she's a Lorraine MBE, like she's doing her thing. And she started the University Gospel Choir. She came on our podcast recently. And that was after she, have you watched this, uh, Sister Act? Yes. So after she watched Sister Act, she was like, okay, I want to bring that over to the UK. She brought it over to the UK and of course she got recognized by the queen and all that kind of stuff. Um, and the reason why, matter of fact, it was the X Factor. So the X Factor must have called her one day after watching her YouTube videos, which were getting like 40 views someone from the X Factor must have seen that and was like, yeah, we need to work together. From the X Factor, mm-hmm. she's getting 40 views. You don't know who's watching your content. That could be your client, the ideal client that you want. It could be five of your ideal clients out of 50 views, but you don't know that until the time comes. And then again, it comes back to common sense again. So if yeah. you post that one video, is it likely that they'll be seen by the X Factor or by um, Winfrey? Probably not. No, if you post 10, is it more likely? More likely. Is it, if it's 100, is it more likely? Much more likely. If it's 1,000, is it more likely? Much more likely. You get what I'm saying? So it's not to look at science. Yeah. I, I want to draw in the people. It's not, it's it's common sense. If I post once a day, odds me going viral is very slim. If I post 1,000 times a day, it's much higher. Obviously, and also like 1,000 a lot, but I'm saying like, I'm using that as an example. Yeah. Yeah. So on in, in regards to posting, for example, mm-hmm. on TikTok, on Reels, what, how many times should a, a business should be, be posting every single day? I'll start off at one, definitely. Or start yeah, off at a couple of weeks, matter of yeah. fact. So start off at, let's say, for example, three posts a week. And then, okay, when you've got consistent with that, then go to the no, one post. Oh, you think differently? But, and I don't, but like, to answer that question, this one means common sense. If you want to get a six pack, do you think it's best to do 20 setups a day or 100 setups a day? 100. And if you want to get quicker, you can best do 100 steps a day or 1,000 steps a day. Oh, Same with social media. If you want to grow your following, if you post once a day, yeah, yeah you'll, you'll see some work. If you post five times a day, you'll see some more work. Yeah. If you post 10 times a day, it's, that's, it's the same concept. It's exactly the same concept. And we're not saying to post 10 times a day, by the way. I am. Not, oh, you're saying <laughs> yeah, of that. Of course I am. I'm not saying <laughs> like, that. That takes can, a lot. If, 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 if you, you can, can, then yes. Obviously, yeah, I'm not saying to begin with, but if you can post 10 times a day, if, you can, if you've got the ability to do more than 1,000 push-ups a day, go for it. So in a day, obviously, as long as it's consistent, sustainable. But I'm saying my point I'm being here is the more off do something here, the more likely it is that you'll go. The more I put fishing nets into the ocean, the more likely I'm to catch a fish. It's the same principle. Mm-hmm. Someone to to people. It's a, it's, a, it's a consensus that I think that oh, I post too much here. Um, I might annoy people or whatever. First of all, if it's, if it's helping people, they want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I post all day. I'm watching these videos. Like, if I, I want to post more. Yeah. I'm saying so. That's number one. Yeah. If it's valuable content, people want to see it. Mm. But two, the way it's come set up now is that um. It only shows you people that want to see your content, people yeah. that are engaged with it, the algorithm, the yeah. interest graph. So you're not annoying people by posting more because the people that want to see your content will see it. That makes sense. Mm. Number three, you don't want followers here that, that don't even want to see your products or your content. So if they people want to follow you, good. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't meant for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want to post as much as possible. The more you can post, the better. Yeah. 
that, that's that's a good point as well what you said about unfollowing people are going to unfollow anyway yeah. and it's better for you not to have them following you yeah. than to have them following you because yeah. if they don't, want, they don't want to follow you then what's yeah. the point and they're yeah. not going to engage what's yeah. the point of having yeah. them yeah. it's yeah. a vanity metric at that point this is good this is good I haven't asked any questions from the last time by the way these are all oh, these wow, are all new, all new. Um, so what role does sustainability and social responsibility play in the Gen Z's purchasing decisions wow. so I think we, we spoke about this before yeah, when yeah. it comes to um, the Cortez mm-hmm. Cortez they asked all these people to bring their jackets um, North Face Canada Goose giraffe, all that kind of stuff yeah uh, mm. Python I'm just yeah. naming the animals <laughs> <that one. laughs> donkey whatever and they now gave all these um, uh, jackets to charity yeah and people thinking wow these these, these people are cool these mm-hmm. people are they're, they're doing their bit for the community or mm-hmm. doing their bit for mm. um, the environment or whatever what role does social responsibility and sustainability play in the way and the psyche of getting Gen Zs to um, be a buyer of my product. Oh, or... for sure. I don't, I feel like we've seen examples of just like Gen Zs are very proactive in terms of like when they, when they just like something, they will let you know about it. Like Gen Zs start cancer culture essentially, where like it, cancer culture for those that don't know is the idea that you know you can post something. And if it doesn't resonate with people or focus offensive, they will cancel you, mm-hmm. which means that they'll stop buying from you, they'll stop following you. Of course, I feel like it depends on how strong your brand is, where sometimes it doesn't have an effect. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Balenciaga, so recently mm-hmm. they got cancelled, but the stock price went up. So, you know, if your brand is strong enough, then um, it, might, it might have less of effects. But essentially, what I'm saying here is that Gen Z's are very conscious with what you are doing behind the scenes. Mm. And if there's things that they don't like with, they will speak up about those things and they will take action. So it does have a big big effect. And if that's a part of your brand, if that's something that you do as well, talk about it. Like if it's like you give a portion of what you make to a charity mm. or to planting trees somewhere, talk about it. Because we actually like that kind of stuff. We're like, okay, cool. So they're helping the environment, an environment that I want to live in and I'm growing up, I'm breathing this air. How can we make it better? So it's just, a, it's an addition. It's not like a, okay, um, oh, I need this to make the purchasing decision. It just helps the purchasing yeah. decision. And I'd also say. like marketing is like dating. I feel like marketing dating is very similar in the sense mm. that Obviously, when we go date, you find a wife or a girlfriend or a husband or a boyfriend, you find people that have the same values as you. Mm. you know what I'm saying like, it makes you more attracted to them. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. if you are a company that you know takes pride in planting trees, and then you're somebody that also takes pride in that, you're gonna resonate with that company a lot more. It's like dating, similar mm. thing. So, I feel like it allows you to find people that has share share your values, and that help, that's how you can create you know more purchases because when you when people feel like you share the same values. You know, like magic happens. It's a it's a brand thing as well. I like I like that analogy. Yeah. But mm. the whole, is that yours or did you did you read it somewhere? Bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> the dating one. Oh, the dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of both. Yeah. Now, do you know what? Okay, so um, no, I, I I see the benefits. I see the point of um, sh- demonstrating a social side of you, mm-hmm. right? But what what would you say to people that think, oh, that that that's a bit long? or people that are not doing that, that that side doesn't come natural to them. They're not bad people, mm-hmm. but they're not, they don't plant trees or they don't, um, they don't really have a charitable arm. What would you say to those sorts of um, businesses, knowing that um, the, the Gen Z um, audience are, let's say a woke generation or mm-hmm. a woke audience. What would you say to those businesses that may not necessarily be doing that? No, it's not essential. I was about to say it's literally not necessary. But like, it's it's, it's not something. It's not a necessity for you to have as a business. So that's yeah. why I said it's like it's a nice to have. It's like oh, they do this too. That's great. But it's not a thing of like that is gonna make my purchase decision. Oh, they do this. I'm doing that. Yeah. But if it aligns with what you do, mm-hmm. so let's say for example, 
um, I don't know, you, you women, right? You support, <laughs> I said around women. So let's say for example, <laughs> you support women in um, like women's running. Your business is helping women to run faster yeah. and better, right? Um, it might be um, breast cancer. You might support breast cancer because mm. that goes along with what you do. You, yeah. you serve women and some of them may have been affected by that or may have family members or yeah. friends that may have been affected by that. Yeah. Does it align with your brand? Because that can help building the brand and building people's relationship towards you mm. because then they'll start choosing you over the other people who help people to run and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it helps with brand. Yeah. No, that's, that's that's but also I feel like they live we talk about business here, but life's about contribution. I feel yeah. like if you're not contributing to making the world a better place and where you left off then what are you really doing here on this? So I find it hard to believe that people don't have any contribution they want to make to the world. Um I'm pretty sure you do. Um if you can tie into your business, great. That's good. I like that. Law of reciprocity too. That's good. Uh we can tick that off. So how can small businesses create an authentic brand that resonates with Gen Zs? I feel like, so here, where I go over here is that we're two Gen Zs, of course, but mm-hmm. I feel like you need to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Like I spoke about this last time, like I was, I was in the, um, there's a focus group, I'm an ambassador for MQ, which is one of the leading mental health charities. Mm-hmm. I made like a focus group and we're discussing what can we do to help people suffering mental health and the cost of living crisis as you mentioned cost of living crisis mental health taking a hit we were sitting there with myself other ambassadors we had doctors there we had other you know um, corporate leaders there and I said to I said to them eventually said this is all great but where are the people that we're trying to help mm-hmm. like we're here hypothesizing on these assumptions on all these what they might need how about we just ask them mm. so if you've got business now and you want to help target disease you don't know what resonates with them or what, you know, what, what they need Ask, ask them, them yeah. and I feel like you'll save yourself so much time and energy mm-hmm. by like uh, make assumptions or whatever but just go and ask them I feel like this, that element of things is getting lost just asking your demographic what do you want how can I serve you and then you, you go from there that's big like how can you serve them like asking them just literally ask them questions or get someone who's from that audience and say okay cool what do I need to do cool I'm gonna do it and one thing I said to Austin recently I think that was oh, what was his name was it Timothy Army. Timothy Army, you said when someone who's talking to you about something that you like, he's in a place that you want to be, and they're talking to you and they're giving you information. Just shut up and listen, mm. and then take action on what they say. No, for, of course, I feel like there's other ways. So, like if if what we're doing is working, then clearly you already have a seat with them. Mm-hmm. Like Gen Z, you know, we're packing up events. So, like I'm, I'm guessing what we're doing already. So don't leave it will Keep doing what's working. Um, that's what I'm asking you. But if if what we're doing isn't working, it means that like, what we're doing isn't resonating with them. So you've got to go out there and do some research, go and ask them, like, what is this about this content that isn't working? And I feel like the more we have these conversations, especially even diversity inclusion, the more we ask black people, how can we better serve them to get you into these environments, you'll see a lot more impact. Yeah. So going back to the persona game. So mm-hmm. Susie Sue, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to reach um, a thousand people. I'm trying to get to that thousand sales. What uh, are you saying to Susie Sue that um, speak to... Um, that CSU should speak to um, somebody in uh, the Gen Z community to find out what, um, how I can sell this to you or what? What, what did she do again? Scrunchies. Okay, so you, and you're saying she wants to target Gen Zs? Yeah. Okay, so what I would do is um, essentially what businesses are, businesses are things that solve problems. So their problems, they, they make people's lives easier. Yeah. So what I'll do is I would, I would, I wouldn't ask Gen Zs, I'll ask them what your problems right now. What is it? What is about your current country that is bothering you? Just ask. Listen. 
they will tell you, oh, well, I, uh, the quality is not that great, or like, I don't like how it's not recyclable, or it's not great for the environment, or like, it's a bit uncomfortable. Now you've got a database of problems with scrunchies, and then you can create a product here that solves that problem. Now you've got business that solves the problem. Yeah. And then you can advertise how you solve those problems through content, through social media. So that's where I'll start I'll understanding what problems is my scrunchie solving. So I'll ask those questions, like what problems are you currently facing? Mm. Then I'll think of a product that can help that. Then in terms of finding content that resonates with them, one will come from posting a thousand times on TikTok <laughs> because you know, you'll post 10 different videos on different things and yeah. then some will stick, some won't. Yeah. Some of it will come from ask, some of it will come from, from like you put it all together, it's not, it's not one method. Some will come from competitors. So who else has got, getting views on scrunchies mm-hmm. how can i copy them look at their comments as well look at their comments yeah. and how can i implement what they're doing that's working for my market strategy yep. now you've got the um the quantity aspect of things the trial and error you've got the comp- competition aspect of things the um observing yep. taking notes and then you've got the going out there and asking what do you want to see what content do you want to see that's really powerful what are some of the common mistakes that small businesses make when trying to market to gen z's I'd say maybe as we said before using the wrong platforms so trying to get them in the wrong place where the fish aren't at as Austin loves fish at this moment in time (laughs) so if the fish if they're trying to fish in the swimming pool they're not going to get anything because it's only humans they're going to catch and no one really wants to catch a human so what I would say is to well that's number one the one mistake is that they're trying to go to the wrong place number two producing the wrong kind of content right so if you're producing the wrong kind of content you're not going to attract the right fish right you're not going to attract the right kind of audience towards you because you're putting out the wrong stuff in the first place yeah. i want to i don't know i don't know what i was saying um going forwards but then those two are definitely mm. where i'd start well first of all i'm pescatarian go on i'm joking <laughs> i know you're not <laughs> but um but cool so um yeah no i feel like i guess a lot of these things um mistakes so number one maybe thinking that your first post will go viral mm. on tech gen z mm. so not give yourself enough time or quantity to actually see the effects of um you know social media are not doing it properly thinking that you can do it overnight next is obviously the, the fishing analogy what pond are you fishing in um and then essentially not understanding their audience or not work with people that do understand them mm. so not either paying somebody or work with somebody that doesn't understand that audience yeah or um not asking the the right questions to understand them like being selfish with it yeah. thinking that like, what do i want to see no it's all about you but what do they want to see yeah like it's about, it's about thinking even things like oh i don't look i don't look good here so i'm going to share this content yeah like are you are you making content to, to look good or are you make content to impact people to mm. build the business so would you advise um would you advise um people to have a plan when they're approaching um marketing to gen z's because um, something that may have worked 10 years ago is might not work now. Mm-hmm. Something that works for people that are 30 plus yeah. might not work for people that are 13 to 20. Mm. Is having a plan and a strategy advisable? Yeah, for sure. A flexible mm-hmm. plan, yes. So um, I was listening, I was at the expo a couple of days ago. Krebs was there and Sasha. So for those that don't know Krebs um, as a music artist, he also runs a leading, not let not say leading, but he runs a, a, a baby hair care brand called One Nala. of the fastest growing. And it's the, is it the fastest growing? One of the fastest growing. I don't know yeah. the facts wrong. So. No, one of the fastest growing in, in, its, in its niche, in what yeah. they're doing. It's one of the so fastest So he sold out in 10 minutes um, at them two and then um, they're in boots. I'm sold out in boots in 10 minutes. So made a million pounds sales in the first six months in business. So he was saying how like before he actually launched it, he had a two to three month plan before that. So two to three months, he had a marketing plan there. Mm-hmm. Given, of course, 
he's crept and he obviously he's been doing this for years so he, had, he knew what would work similar to me I feel like with, when I release I kind of know what would work because I've been uh, in the game but that's, that's the reason why maybe you should hire somebody that has been in the game mm-hmm. so that you can work with them save you some time and some money but if you haven't got money you've got time and I would assume that if you've got time maybe you haven't been doing it for that long so I feel like when you're starting out yeah it's difficult to have a plan I think you should have some sort of plan of course because you might have deadlines to hit all these things but um, we say you failed the plan plan to fail or fail to prepare, prepare to fail. So you got some sort of plan, but when you are starting out, a lot of it is trial and error. A lot of it is seeing what works. Then when you do see what works, then you make a plan off that. Mm. So when I go to release an event, for example, or my fashion brand, because I've been in the game for so long, I kind of know what I just want to see and what works. That's not that's not me saying I won't try new things, but like, and essentially, if you are new to the game, you got to see what works. So you got to have a rough plan, which heavily is trial and error. And then when you got become established, definitely have a plan in place for at least two to three months and constantly review that plan as you go along yeah emphasis on a rough like a, a, a rough plan it doesn't have to be something which is do this then this then this then this it has to it's a rough plan so yeah. when you get started it can actually still be flexible so you can still do other things that you incorporate into it once you've got some data because mm. the biggest thing is getting data because you won't know what you're going to encounter yeah before you get the data to actually tell you this is what What's it working, is yeah. but what i'll say though it also to be consistent so I feel like mm-hmm. when you've got plans, and I find this a lot, so I know, yeah, Monday I'm going to post something to do with this. I might say the exact post, but I might say, go Monday is, let's take my personal for example, Instagram. I do four posts a week on my, for my vlog, two posts for my podcast, and one post just directly from Instagram, maybe one photo. So having a plan there helps you see, be consistent. As opposed to just freestyling every single Monday, or oh, what should I post today? Now I know Monday's for this, choose for this, choose for this, and it helps me be consistent. Yeah. So say from that avenue of things, having a plan will allow you to be consistent. So having the idea of like, cool, Monday I'm going to post this, choose I post this, having that there will be way more, way more consistent. And it will allow you to bulk produce too. So if you exactly. already know what's coming out, then you can bulk produce on like, let's say exactly. for example, instead of shooting every, every like, let's say for example, you shoot on a Tuesday, then a Friday, the next week is Monday, then yeah. Wednesday and Sunday. Instead of doing that, you can shoot maybe... Uh, once every other week maybe it's every saturday every other week just the whole day is just devoted to creating mm-hmm. content yep. for your business and that's just the whole day right because you've content planned you've planned out what mm-hmm. you're going to be posting and what it's going to do for you and of course it can change over time and even though some of the the bulk produced content mm-hmm. might not be relevant in your new plan that yep. you make it will still be made and mm-hmm. even if you do still go ahead you might be able to tweak it a little bit yeah just yeah. the main thing is that it's there for you to put out yeah obviously have a, have a rough plan before you go into it so you can be consistent so you know when you're gonna post at what time mm-hmm. then assess it often so if last month those posts that you did do on tuesday for example don't do well change it so like what i did like even now i'll give you my plan now but it wasn't like that from the beginning we don't do four p- vlogs now two podcasts because our podcast clips now aren't doing as well so i'm saying cool they're not doing as well you know, let me focus on the vlog clips a bit more so I have that understanding but if podcasts would start doing really well all of a sudden I'll be like let me cut down the vlogs a little bit and do more podcasts so it's about assessing it as you go along as well yeah um, what are some of the tools that um, so you, you talked about making content mm-hmm. right what do I need to make content what equipment wise software wise tools wise what do I need to make a content ultimately you can start with one of these this is an iPhone but I'm just talking about phones in general you can really start with a phone these have so much capabilities it's crazy <laughs> this can shoot 4k do you, do you know yeah that 4k today's phone yeah is better quality than what they used to shoot mid videos with in the 90s i think it was a godfather or the 80s i think they're better than the cameras they used to shoot the godfather so in, your, in your hand that's more and a godfather like, that's everywhere but like in general the whole industry or the movie industry your phone mm. is better than what it used to record 
back then. Mm. So that's your answer. Literally your phone. You can do so much. You can use, um, so in terms of particular softwares. So of course you've got TikTok and they've got the, the inside the platform editor, but mm. you can also use a platform called CapCut. So CapCut allows you to edit like videos yeah. and all that kind of stuff, adding interesting transitions and such. But I'd actually, I'd actually opt for people to use the in um, platform yeah. editors because they actually push a lot more and a lot better than things that are edited outside of the platform. Not CapCut. Not the only reason not CapCut. Because Why not? TikTok is what CapCut or like they've got like they're, they're, they're in partnership. Uh -huh. so they're partly owned or in partnership. I didn't so, know that. so TikTok actually wants you to use CapCut. That's why you mm -hmm. see on TikTok is a lot of CapCut templates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true. Reason being because they're connected. So Instagram doesn't like CapCut, but however, TikTok does like CapCut. However, honestly speaking, from what I've seen, if video is good enough, yeah, it will be pushed. Mm -hmm. TikTok is not gonna think, oh, I hate CapCut. So Instagram's <laughs> not gonna think, yeah, I hate CapCut, they're yeah. not push a video. If the video is that good, they'll push it. They'll push it. But it's just a lot easier for the platforms to push it if it was created on that cap um, on that platform, sorry. Just like LinkedIn as well. Mm. Things that are made on that platform or posts that are made on that platform do well or better than posts that are maybe scheduled on a different, like a third party platform yeah. Yeah, or created sure. somewhere else. Yeah. I find that myself, that's why I've, even me, I've implemented um, in-app Instagram post now reels. I don't know if you see, I don't know if you've seen them. I do a lot of templates now from, from directly from Instagram, no, and they do better okay. because. And then when you do things native to the platform, it will push it more just natural. They want you to use things on their platform. Yeah. So um, see how you can put that into your into your strategy. So like um, utilizing things like Hootsuite is not. Would you say it's not like um, if you need to mm -hmm. to do that, but if you if you can to do it um, to schedule stuff and utilize the in I think who's used all that you know it's, it's not that it's not that it's bad it's just that you can get more reach by doing in app so if you can then do it in app but if you can't then Hootsuite will just allow you to post on but, multiple no, but different Hootsuite platforms. is scheduling though I don't think I'll have too much impact I platforms think the do, they still do have do an impact okay. on, on particular platforms but it changes all the time yeah so this is why I always say get data because then you're able to see in the back end, okay, this is getting less impressions. Why is that? Is it because yeah. of the content or is it because of the fact that I'm uploading it through Hootsuite? So let's say, for example, you upload stuff through Hootsuite for two weeks, then the next two weeks out of a month. So two weeks, Hootsuite, two weeks, not Hootsuite. Which posts have done better on on like the, on, a, on an average? Yeah. And then if there's not much difference, then go over Hootsuite because it just made things a lot easier for you. But I think the main thing I'm trying to say here is that um, it's the editing is the main thing. So obviously Hootsuite, as Jonathan mentioned, has got impact, but it's, it's editing. So if you edit outside the app, we'll have less um, reach than if you edit inside the app. So Instagram, when you open the app, you can take a picture from Instagram, take videos on Instagram. They've got effects there, filters there, templates there. If you use the templates that Instagram gives you to create content, it will get pushed further. Same with the trending sounds as well. If you use sounds directly from yeah. Instagram, it will be pushed further than if you use sounds outside of Instagram. So always think about, is it necessary that to use outside of Instagram? So think about, although Instagram is a bit bad when it comes to templates, but think about, cool, how can I implement directly edit within the tips um instagram app yeah. to produce content yeah no that's that's very very important to know because even like um uh some of the stuff that we do heavily pushed out through or via hootsuite mm -hmm. um some stuff are, are pushed out um, organically through the actual in-app platforms but now knowing that if doing it in-app is better i'm gonna go check the data yeah please do check if that correlates with what's been said and then yeah. if that work if that's actually what's happening mm -hmm. then doing it in-app is what, I, what I do as well is like, I just bulk it up like, like on a weekend and then yeah. what I do I'll put my drafts so when it comes to the time like, if I'm on the go I just go to my post. drafts and just post it mm. so I ain't got to actually make it on the go I can have my drafts yeah, yeah. to go when the time comes just post it up and that's why I always stress to people just test just test because different things will work at different times mm. it's weird like algorithms will allow for certain things and they won't allow for certain things so you just always have to test Yeah, that's no. the main thing it's a journey not a destination Honestly, my final question What's the ultimate thing mm. that 
small businesses and startups need to be mindful of to win with Gen Z? One thing, as we said earlier, I was just going to be reiterating the point is where are we? And matter of fact, who are we? I think is a better one as well. Who are we? Who are we as an audience? What do we like? Where do we like to go? What are we interested in? Who are we interested in? Understanding the audience. That's number one. Because when you can understand Gen Z, then you know how to market to Gen Z. You know how to build a relationship. Before the marketing, you know how to build a relationship with Gen Z. So you'll be able to understand them on, on more, more layers than one. Mm. That's number one, I'd say. Understanding to me, if I could put one big thing, I feel like it has everything else, is don't be selfish content what i mean by that is that don't think about yourself and i mean that from every single layer from as i look in this video i'm not gonna post it because that video might be the one video that goes viral and you know who knows you might find your boyfriend for that video you might think oh you look great in it but that's another topic but like don't be selfish think about how it helps them on the other side so no matter what you post think about it's not about me it's about them so i say unless i'm thinking that cool i think this is a great video they should as well no it's about that what do they want I feel like always being outward in and sense that cool what do they want oh that's my one big tip don't be selfish your content don't don't be self-absorbed your content think about how can it benefit the, the end user mm. i say another thing is just providing value because i feel like we re reiterate the yeah, same points but it's similar stuff providing value if you provide value then people will listen and that's just a general thing that's not necessarily a gen z thing people will listen when you provide value that's it so whether it's in your particular niche it's a, around what you do it's about what you do it's how someone can do the same thing provide abundant value that's another thing i'd say um so you've got one offer for you guys today yeah so uh, we're going to start off with the consultancy we have four pillars that we that we cover so first of all we have strategy and we call these the spec pillars right so s-p-e-c we have strategy so that's like social media strategy and what we do in terms of social media how to build a content plan how to build a content strategy how to build a social media strategy then we have personal branding so we cover like linkedin and um, instagram and whatever platforms that you would like to grow on we cover that we help you with that and this is all consultancy we just tell you exactly what to do how to do it when to do it where to put it um and we also another thing that we do is we actually help people become superstars within their company like linkedin and instagram superstars within their company well that's another conversation if you want information it's another package yeah. that's another package but you can you can let us know um and oh sorry i went to the wrong slide and also events so we had the s we had the p we have also the e events so we help you with running your events and like your networking events and such so internal and external so the reason why i'm saying that because if you look at the event sector and this is a tip for you guys that i do events and the marketing that you get from one event and the connection you make with your audience when you're at the event is much more powerful like when you're telling people about the great things you do and they're right in front of you it's more powerful than they might see on an ad on tiktok mm. so we think that events are a great way to find a strategy where you can put events into your marketing strategy mm -hmm. into your marketing scheme like you see you launch events very very effective yeah. so like having that connection in person events with people and we will kind of show you how to do that as well so it's obviously we do a few packages but this is our consultancy one i reason why i think it's beneficial today because that we don't want to fish for you we want to teach you how to fish mm -hmm. and then if you need to we can also fish for you as well but i think the first step is to know how to fish not f not so you can do it but also so that you can hire better, you can hire well. Mm. Like an agency can't fool me because I know what I'm doing. I know, you know what, I I know that's not true. So what we're doing is equipping you with the knowledge now that we do go out there, whether it's for yourself or for hiring, you understand, yeah, what am I looking for? What is a look, good market agency look like? What is good marketing? So you got to have the knowledge, knowledge first. And then the C of spec is content creation. So the exact type of content to create, when to create it, who to create it and stuff like that. Um, so similar to the strategy. 
Uh, also sourcing the high engagement influencers. So we, in, we, even within our network, we have access to a lot of high engagement influencers, people who are doing very, very well on their social media platforms for many different niches. And we have access to getting even more if the, um, if the moment calls for it. Uh, also weekly consultancy sessions for three months. So it'll be every single week we'll be meeting and we'll be talking about particular topics, um, any of these four pillars. And we will go through, um, we would obviously display the strategy beforehand. And then we talk through the whole thing as the weeks progress over that three month period. Uh, also frequent feedback on the strategy. So let's say for example, you're implementing a strategy, you'll get frequent feedback on how it's going, what's going wrong, what's going right and how we can improve it. Um, and also social media campaign analysis. So we actually analyze the campaigns that you're running similar to the feedback too. And that's everything that's included. Um, da, 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 da. So of course, like I know a lot of consultancy you might get one-off kind of um, a one-off kind of call, mm. which is can be beneficial, but we do that as well. But also the ongoing relationship is really important because mm -hmm. we can see directly, cool, don't do that no more. <laughs> do that or I will try this. So I feel like the ongoing is really, really powerful. Mm. It's that when you get a one call, you do it and it doesn't work out. We can then advise you beyond that to let you know, cool, I will try this, I will try that. Mm -hmm. And it's usually 700 or 7,000, sorry, 7,395 or 495 three, three months. months. But if we wanted to give you guys a 25% discount, everybody that's watching this, that'll be 5,625 for three months. And um, if you do have any questions, then you can ask us at our email address, which will probably be down here or down the, down below somewhere. And I believe it's info at Gen Z Club. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so it works up between a thousand to two thousand a month, which isn't too you know expensive. You look at um, the value you're getting from it. So yeah, if you are interested, look at info at the Gen Z Club dot com. We have further discussions on that as well. So info at the Gen Z Club dot com. Mm -hmm. But also my link is going to be there. Also called LinkedIn, Jonathan. So drop me a message on LinkedIn as well. And we can go from there. Yeah, and if you have any questions, yeah, ask us on LinkedIn. And this is just something that me and Austin are doing in partnership because we understand that we both have knowledge in this field. So we wanted to bring it to people and really provide some value. Yeah. So you heard it from the guys. If you've got any questions um, and also want to um, inquire further into um, the offering that they've got, mm -hmm. um, do go ahead, reach out to them and there'll be some information in the descriptions of this video and of this podcast episode as well. Um, I just want to thank the guys once again for their time coming back in um, brought a lot of gems again brought a lot of vim and fire again um, so um, any final words any final marks that you want to leave before I'd say document don't create and don't overthink it like, I think that's something that Austin's probably said like five times today because he likes to say it a lot but don't overthink it and document don't create because those are the two things that you need to actually create good quality content you're gonna die one day. <laughs> oh God! <It's> true. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like, you have, you can have a live a life you're proud of, or you know, you can have a lot of regrets. So I say, just don't live with any regrets and start by starting. All right, he, he ended well on that one. I didn't know where he was gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> but these, you know, I got that from the funniest video ever. We're not funny, but it was funny. If someone asked Guy V, they're like, "One piece of advice, please." He goes, "You're gonna die." <laughs> that was his advice. You're gonna die. I was like, yeah, that's advice. <laughs> 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 I just thought I was so funny, but it's true though. Yeah. Eventually, like, that's very motivating knowing that, you know, your time here is limited. Mm -hmm. But that should spur you towards action, towards contribution, towards impact. So, so yeah. 100%. Yeah. No. Uh, on that note, we're going to end it there. Thank you guys for joining us on this special episode of. Gosh, you've been going for so long. The UK um, Business of, Forums. Of Make of sure you BMT subscribe. <laughs> um, 
Make sure you um, tune into these guys on the, the profiles. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Austin. Of course. And we'll see you guys on the next one. See you later. See you later. There we go. Amazing.